It's a glorious summer-like day here in Boston. It's probably the same climate here as you have out in the valley, Roland. It's lovely here. It's another beautiful, agile day. <laughs> and it's been too, far too long since we did our last podcast, which is really embarrassing. I'm trying to use the excuse that I have my user conference for work, and that took up 90% of my time. I have a better excuse. <laughs> Child number two. Child number two arrived. Yes. Uh, that's great. And it's awesome. It's excellent, isn't it? It's a lot of fun. We're having a great time. Absolutely. Well, I miss those days, but I don't miss those days. <laughs> so the byproduct of my user conference was today's guest. That's right. Jason Geary, program director at IBM, also formerly of Quest Software, where he was doing using Agile for his team there. And I believe he's also brought it along with him at, to IBM. I was having a conversation with him about a partnership that we were working on, and somehow we got onto the topic of Agile, amazingly. And he was glad to jump onto the podcast. Let's ring up Jason. Hey, Jason, you there? Yes, I'm here. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, why don't we just get jump right in? Um, the first question, I know you and I talked really, really briefly, and it's kind of funny how when you're sitting down having a business conversation and it rolls into tangential topics, but we were talking a little bit about, um, as we were both marketers and our partnership and all that stuff, and then we started to get on the topic of Agile, because I think it was the same day that Jeff Sutherland was speaking at our conference, and he was saying, hey, we I've done some Agile in my marketing. Can you share with our audience a little bit about you know, your history and experiences and how you got started using Agile in the marketing world? So today I work at IBM, but before I started with IBM, I was with Dell in their software division. And um, we decided, I think it was about four years ago now, to to roll out Agile marketing to the entire software division organization. And I was part of the leadership team in deciding how we were going to do that. So we put together a whole program. We shifted the entire 300-person organization over to Agile methodology, and we started running with Agile. So we, we trained people. We brought them in person to, to learn about you know, what Agile means and how we're going to do that. We adjusted some internal tools and platforms to support Agile, and we were off and running. Uh, and then I left, uh, left that company. Started with IBM about a year ago, and lo and behold, Michelle Peluso, our chief marketing officer, had a goal of getting all of IBM marketing um, to be agile. And one of the asks was, you know, individual teams, think about how you can roll agile out in your team. And I started in July. We, we kind of were working for half the year last year and decided a good cutover was in January. And we started our Agile journey um, on my team in, in IBM in January, and we've been doing that for about six months now. So it sounds like you had some background that you were bringing to the table at IBM. Can you talk for a minute about what was actually driving your CMO to be interested in adopting Agile? IBM has a great approach to this. It's not, let's be Agile to be Agile. You know, um, it, Agile is an answer, but really the whole idea is that marketing needs a different approach to the way we've been approaching, not to be pedantic, but the way we've been doing marketing over the last, you know, however many years. We have to think about how we sense and respond to things. We have to listen, we have to understand, learn, and then give our, our people the power to make informed decisions more frequently. And when we look at agile marketing and IBM, it's about being collaborative, iterative, and client-centric. And we want it to be a mindset. We want to empower people to do more of the right work 
and to have faster decision making that centered around you know the people and having self direction which hopefully results in getting the right things in market quickly because we all know how fast everything changes in today's world can you give us a sense of how it's going so far i mean you kicked it off in january so here we are in june can you share some of the results things that have worked well maybe haven't worked as well as you know, you know the journey is is just that. It's a journey. You can't expect to roll out, you know, an agile methodology and have it work perfectly from day one. So for us, we've been evolving the way that we um, work together in an agile method over the last six months. Um, I will say that within a couple of months of starting this journey, I was really encouraged because we were doing our retro. And a few of the team members had called out how this shift in, in working in a more agile method has reduced the volume of emails that they're getting, the number of meetings that they have to be on. You know, daily standups were keeping everybody up to date on all of our projects. The water coolers were helping people get things answered more quickly without having to schedule time. And we keep communication really on our agile board and in Slack. And so that meant there was more time to get things done rather than you know constantly having to set up calls or you know meetings or you know wait to speak to someone to get a blocker resolved and and to me that was powerful you talked a little bit about your setup you mentioned slack and an agile board can you say more about that what are you using to support your practice and is there a specific method you're using are you more scrum oriented or more kanban oriented um, I will answer the last question first and say neither. And this kind of goes to IBM Marketing's um, uh, philosophy about Agile. We don't want people to focus on the process or the tools. We want them to focus on the behaviors and the rituals. And so we do kind of, when we roll Agile out, we recommend a way of t a team working, but it's not really reliant on any one you know, agile methodology. So I'll, I'll just give you a description. Um, we do recommend daily standups. Um, we do recommend two week iterations and we call them iterations and not sprints. Um, and we do recommend that at the end of iteration, you do a, a retrospective, a showcase and a planning meeting. And that's really the, the guidance that we give the team. And we show them how to do those rituals, but we don't really say you have to do two weeks or that you ha your, your stand-up has to be 15 minutes or whatnot. We kind of let them define that. In terms of tools, there's multiple tools available within IBM, but again, there's not one standard way of doing it because we want the teams to figure out the best way to implement Agile for them and let them be self-directed. No, I was just gonna say that sounds very flexible. And that's the goal, right? We don't want to impose a big, heavy infrastructure and framework on the teams. We want them to be agile and to be flexible in, in the way that they implement it. We had a conversation a few months ago with the guy who leads, led marketing at CA, sorry, product marketing at Computer Associates. Well, it was Computer Associates, now CA. And he was telling a story of how since they owned it, they had bought Rally software and Rally was socializing agile on his team. They had started in a really dogmatic way, like really were focused on the rituals and the tools and like dotting every I and crossed every T and then ultimately backed off on quite a few things for, it sounds like the reasons that you guys are talking about as well, that yeah, I really appreciate that because I've always kind of felt like the, the tools were kind of besides the point. It's the, the large amount of the benefits come from the improvements in the team dynamic and executing in the time frame and having transparent backlog and all the good stuff and empowerment and all that great stuff that comes from it. 
That that's exactly it. And at Dell, we went the other way. We enforced a, a certain framework on the entire marketing organization. We built tools to support the process, and it actually slowed us down. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That that doesn't seem surprising. So, talk to me about at scale, right? Because I mean, your organization is pretty good size. I think they're. A public company, right? IBM still public. Yes, no. yes. We are. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I mean, are you doing the big room planning, Scrum of Scrums, product owner blocker team? I don't. Know. I mean, I forget what the team the terms are. Scrum at scale's got their whole. There's a, there's a number of methodologies for running Scrum at scale, big room planning. Go on down the list. You guys running any of those? I would not say that we're following any particular format. And when we break it down, we're really breaking it down to what is the smallest possible team that needs to do work together to be effective. So in my case, I'm responsible for what IBM calls a diamond team, which is a cross-functional marketing team that supports a specific set of products. We run our own agile process and each diamond team is running their own agile process. And then there are some shared services that we utilize. One group would be our digital group, which runs our website, right? And so we have a digital guild within my business unit. They may run their own agile process. And that's where maybe some of the complexity comes in. And it doesn't always work perfectly because they have their own board and they have their own prioritization. And my team has our own board and our own prioritization. Yeah. So there's a bit yeah. of maybe redundancy in that, but yeah, I don't know that we've solved it at scale. Yeah, I mean the concept of of guilds and affinity groups comes out of Safe, right, which is the um, scaled Agile framework. I want to go back to the something you mentioned before, which is you said one of the goals is to be flexible, right? Um, Agile is certainly very much about empowering teams, the people who are closest to the work, to define the process that's going to work well for them. At the same time, though, when you're working in a really large environment, it can be sometimes those teams need support. That support can take the form of training at the ground level. Um, You know, it can take the form of consulting as companies try and bring more formality to the way that they scale. Are those things that you've invested in at IBM? We actually have a team, uh, an agile coaching team within marketing, and those coaches are located mostly in the US, but also around the world. And for example, I have an agile coach based here in Austin. And her goal is to support all of the teams in their agile journey, but not to kind of sit there with them and do it with them, right? So she supports the team leaders and the agile focals, answering questions, coming up with solutions, you know, providing guidance on how to solve certain challenges. So she's an enablement and she provides training. But again, her job isn't to handhold. It's up to the team to kind of figure out the path forward, and then she'll help where she can. So is she part of an organization of Agile trainers that's running across the marketing function? Yeah, they ultimately report up to our chief marketing officer, Michelle Peluso. Um, I forget exactly the intricacies of the reporting lines, but yes, it's at the global marketing level, and it's meant to benefit marketing around the globe at IBM. And the idea is to try to expand upon the um, the knowledge that they have in making Agile work. So my Agile coach, Sydney, she used to be an Agile, you know, focal herself, a, a Scrum master. And so she's done Agile in development groups and is taking that knowledge mm-hmm. and now helping marketing teams do the same thing. Is that team responsible for essentially, did that team work with your CMO to define 
an, an approach to adopting Agile? Yeah, I mean, I would say IBM as a whole has had an approach to Agile, and we are taking that approach and adopting it for marketing. And that team is helping with the guidance on how to do that. But again, they're not dictating and saying, thou shalt do this or that. They're providing recommendations. And then each team has their own responsibility for figuring out how to make that work best for them. It just still strikes me again how flexible it is. I know bigger companies, I, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking stereotypically about bigger companies having a bit more dogma in the way they do things and hiring someone to come in and sell them. You know, They said they buy the safe framework or they buy the scrum at scale framework or one of these others and everyone gets really rigid about it. But that's really great. I mean, in terms of flexibility, your team's forming and unforming and reforming around stuff or how, I mean, team that you sit within your primary team has it been the same team for the last five plus months or yes it has and and you know we're all pretty much uh joined the team around the same time frame last year so we're all uh, starting this journey together i haven't had any churn so it really has been the same team members that are participating and, and helping evolve the strategy so yes i haven't had to deal with a big influx of new people trying to pick this up yeah i was thinking more like you know is your team break up and then, and then it reforms around new sets of projects. It's kind of that, that Spotify model, right? Of the guilds and others who, who are trying to organize around the work rather than around the org chart. Got it. I see what you're saying. No, uh, the, the people on my team are pretty static because we're focused around a set of products okay. and marketing those products. So there's, we don't break up and come back together because those products are a set. Okay, so if we were to ask your CMO, hey, how's it going? I mean, have you heard her talk at, at any level? I don't want you'd have to put words in her mouth, but I mean, in terms of how it's going, in terms of progress against what the expectations were from going agile. Yeah, I think the the answer would be that we're making great progress. We're still early in the journey. I think we really yeah. picked up this banner about a year ago but that the teams really are embracing it. Um, we've, we've done multiple, you know, cross BU showcases and, and things where the teams are kind of saying, hey, let's get together and share what we're doing. And that's what she's wanted to see. And the outcomes that, that we've wanted to see from Agile were also experiencing things like more transparent communication, better prioritization, you know, right. quicker response to changing market needs and priorities. I think those things are all happening. Now, are they happening equally across the entire marketing organization at IBM globally? Maybe not, but everyone is along that path. I'm particularly interested in getting a sense of you're obviously a global um, function. You or your team might be closer to the central organization, is, is that correct? Yes and no. I mean, we sit within a business unit, so we do interact with corporate marketing more, but we're kind of that in-between of corporate marketing and the geography marketing. So okay. we're, we're, we straddle both sides. Is there anything unique or different that IBM is doing to deploy this or foster adoption around the globe in regions where this might be really new and that certainly, you know, I can speak from my experience at, at Oracle. Um, there are cases where we see that regional teams and the corporate team aren't always in perfect synchronization with each other. Sometimes it takes regions a little time to catch up with corporate. In other cases, actually, some regions regions are ahead. But, yep. um, you know, we we have a lot of process in place to try and keep regions aligned. I'm just curious 
What kinds of things have you done to address that challenge of adoption across regions? A series of internal kind of conferences kicked off last year. Uh, we call it Making the Marketer. And really, it's it's a two-day conference that we've taken around the world um, about you know recommendations of being a more data-driven marketer. We're tying in Agile as part of that. So we're teaching the Agile concepts. We're teaching the Agile practices. Uh, and that's one way we've done it. And, and literally, this, this you know, tour has been going to each market and, and training the marketers in each country. In addition to that, there's IBM you know, online training in relation to Agile, and, and our CMO has required every single marketer to complete these courses and these certifications to at least become familiar with Agile. And then it's coming from the top down from all of our leadership on what's your plan to implement Agile on your team wherever you are. In a public company, you're often driven by quarterly, you know, some, some of the traditional cadence of a quarterly results, quarterly reporting annual budgets, re-forecast your budget every six months, you know, kind of very traditional waterfall rigid kind of approaches versus agile, which is not without its planning, but is definitely a different construct. I mean, what is the interface between kind of annual planning goals, financial metrics, and your, your agile, what it looks like an agile process? I'll give you my personal perspective on this. I don't know if this is the perspective of, of our CMO, but I think it's partially my job to marry those two things. You know, I am involved in the strategic planning for our marketing at my segment level. And so I've got to take that and break that down to priorities that the team has to support in the medium and the long term, and then help them break that down into, okay, what are the individual activities and tasks and stories that we have to accomplish to meet those goals and what are the resources and the budgets and things we need and have to support that. So I look at it as my job to link those two things. It's a great definition of the kind of leader rather than manager in an agile environment. We have a market, an agile team doing marketing, but it, that and it changes the way that the perception of the leader rather than the manager in your organization, especially with agile, because when you get to an agile team and especially if it's cross-functional, you know, maybe the manager or even the product owner doesn't have management insight over half the team. So the team is really, you know, the people are accountable to the team instead of a manager. So sometimes in those cases, I was in a training recently where they were talking about managers feeling a bit lost when you go to this model because, you know, now people are getting their direction from someplace else, day-to-day -day direction from someplace else. Have you experienced any of that in your teams? Our team is structured similarly. So I have team members that report directly to me, and then I have team members that are striped to me, but report to a functional leader. So you're right. They don't all have the same leader, but we all have the same work. And yeah. so yeah. I look at my job as helping set priorities and goals, and then getting out of the way and letting the team figure out how do we go reach those goals. So do you, do you play product owner or does someone else play product owner? We don't use the term, but I, I guess I would fulfill that, right? Yeah. I, I'm ultimately accountable and responsible for the output and the results that we drive. Yeah. But I don't take that role in that I need to, to make all of the decisions. I actually look at myself as more of a tiebreaker if there's oh, yeah. a term. A oh, disagreement yeah. over priorities versus a dictator in terms of thou shalt have these priorities. Well, it was an interesting conversation I had with a colleague who's a scrum master, and, and she was saying, you know, 
you should try try one of these meetings. And I'm playing product owner for the team I'm on, and the other woman's playing scrum master. Try a meeting where you, both of you don't go and let the team kind of run. It, yeah, let the team kind of do itself, do do its thing itself. And I thought that's a really good point. I mean, maybe we could rotate who leads the meeting. The scrum master doesn't have to re- lead every meeting or the product owner. I mean, it's not my team. It's not my scrum master team. It's the team's team. So my experience has been doing exactly that, Frank, that it's actually a really positive experience because I think when somebody else on the team steps up into that role, they also develop a sort of appreciation of what is involved in doing that role. And after that happens, they seem to come to the table with a little more I don't know, respect, appreciation for that role. In some ways, it feels like they come to the table a little bit more prepared because they understand what it's like to be in that other person's shoes. Or or they're not afraid to tell Frank that he's a complete knucklehead, doesn't know what he's talking about. (laughs) Well, (laughs) that too. That that too, yeah. And we've had the same agile focal the, the whole six months. So we have had that same person who typically runs our meetings. Though I will say if that person who's also a product marketer is out of the office traveling, customer visit, whatever, we do have yeah. other staff pick up that responsibility. Mm-hmm. And based on my uh, schedule, I don't make every stand-up. You know, I maybe make three stand-ups in a week on average, oh, and the, okay. team, the team runs without me. And, you know, I'll come, I'll try to make every retro and planning and showcase, but I don't always make those either. And the team moves on, and they do, they do the rituals, and they make the prioritizations even if I'm not there. Sort of amazing, isn't it? It's like that higher power that things happen when you don't – people manage themselves. It's amazing. It is. Well, to me, ultimately, that is very much the goal, right? I think yeah, you described exactly. the role that you're playing as a manager. You know, I, I often do um, try and put things in context of some of the scaled Agile frameworks. And I understand that you're, you're not necessarily you – know, you don't subscribe to one of those. But I have to tell you, as somebody who's just listening to the conversation here – you are doing a lot of things that are some of the core practices within a scaled agile framework. Um, yeah. Whether that's you know having a, a, a facilitation team that coaches um, owns coaching teams on their practice, or having affinity groups and things like that. So I think you're also describing the role of the manager as one that is focused on integrating the top-down strategy with what's coming up from the trenches, right? How do we make sure that we're still lining up to the North Star and heading in the right direction, but benefiting from really the insights that are coming from the work that's being done on the ground? I 100% agree with that. Well, Jason, unfortunately, we're sort of bumping up against it for time. It's been almost a half an hour, and it's been pretty awesome conversation. We'd love to maybe check back in with you like early next year or something like that to see how things are going and the progress you're making. I guess one last question for you. Is there any advice that you would give? And we ask this question all the time. Advice you'd give to anyone who's sort of getting started with Agile and their marketing team? Yes, a couple of points. The end goal is not to be Agile. It's about creating a better culture to build a better client experience in a world that's changing. I would say don't worry about the tools, the processes, or getting it right immediately. Just start with something and iterate and the other uh, mistake I've seen people make, don't just dip your toe in. Don't try Agile. Jump in with complete commitment. Anything else is just going to slow you and your team down and decrease the team's productivity. Awesome. Well, thanks, Jason. 
Well, just as a reminder to our listeners out there that you can find the Marketing Agility Podcast on iTunes. Yes, we're still syncing, still there. You can also stop by. If you have a story to tell like Jason's, which is really interesting, and you want to share it with, we have a couple of inbounds coming up over the next few weeks. Go to agilemarketingblog.com, fill out the nice form, and it sends an email to Roland and me, and we can book some time. Um, you can also interact with Roland and me on the Twitters, Roland at rsmartly or myself, Frank Days, at Tangy Slice. Thank you again, Jason, for joining us today. And everyone out there, please stay agile.